Hello, and welcome to Storyteller In-Depth, a podcast where we go behind the scenes to learn more about the School of Communications, Media, Arts, and Designs, Peoples, Places, and Things. I'm your host, Pat Quigley, and in this episode, we have Sara Vargas Nassi, a 2016 graduate of our Fine Arts Studio program. Ever since she was young, Sara wanted to be an artist, and after switching gears to theater for a little bit, Sara made her way back to fine art and enrolled in the program where she learned how to harness her skills and carry out her passion. Fast forward to October of last year, Seta received an acceptance letter from the RBC Emerging Artist Network, which is an eight-month program for mentorship, networking, and skill building organized by the Powerplant Contemporary Art Gallery and the RBC Foundation. This is an outstanding accomplishment as only 25 people were selected. But I'll let Seta fill you in on how that's going, what her journey has been like as an artist thus far, and what her process is as she creates her pieces. She has some great advice, so be sure to stick around. Thank you, Sarah, for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Pat. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And we were talking a little bit before this about how we maybe crossed paths back in the back when we were at school together. So, uh, you know, it's great to see you again, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe we crossed paths because I graduated in 2016. So, yeah, maybe we saw each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so kind of I like to start off every podcast by asking just uh, to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about who is Sarah and, and give us a little overview. Yeah, so my name is Sarah. Um, I am a fine artist with a background of theatre. Um, I do images uh, using natural lights and shadows. I also do installations, I do murals, I do videos, so a little bit of everything. I really enjoy art and that's my, my passion. And i always looking for ways to do art um, every day and to look for um, art um, projects and opportunities. So yes, that's what I really enjoy. I come from Venezuela in South America and I moved to Canada in 2013 and I um, study arts in Centennial College uh, from 2014 to 26, uh, 2015, 2016, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it has been a while, but I have continued doing arts uh, since I graduated from Centennial and this is a path that I love and enjoy every single day. That's awesome. So what exactly has your journey been like as an artist? Like, when did you first know that you wanted to become an artist? And like, how did that evolve for you? Yeah, so um, as I imagine most of the artists, uh, I did art since I was a very little uh, girl. And my favorite thing to do in preschool was to play with Play-Doh. Um, so there my mom and my dad discovered that I really enjoyed um, using my hands to produce things. So um, when I, I grew up, I went to drawing classes. Um, I changed school, so I stopped doing that. And instead I uh, discovered theater. So this is a, a, um, a moment when everything switched. So I started doing theater and I continued with that for eight years in different uh, companies in Caracas, Venezuela. Um, but then I um, went to university and my passion for fine arts uh, reconnected uh, because I started uh, studying uh, the history of art. 
uh, we did um, this class where we critiqued or we um, looked into paintings and we discovered like different things that the paintings wanted to say and wanted to um, uh, yes to say to the viewers in different periods of time so this was something that really uh, sparked my my passion for fine arts uh, it was very interesting for me to see how much a painting can say to the audience uh, it, it could be by color composition the the eyes of the people who are portrayed in the painting and there I said to myself well I have two paths I have the theater, I have fine arts, and then I discovered that I loved fine arts because I started to think about uh, majoring in fine arts instead of theater. So that was something that really spoke to me in that moment because theater was my first passion and I loved acting so much. And then there was a moment where uh, my family and I decided to move to Canada. So there I had the opportunity to choose what, what was I going to study for uh, in college. And I decided to continue with my education that I had left in Venezuela. So I searched for something very similar to what I was studying. And I found Centennial College and the uh, program of fine arts. And I said, you know, this is the opportunity for me to pursue something that I left uh, when I was very, very young and it's time for me to take a brush on my hand again and see where that goes and as you know like everything is history i'm doing it now i never left theater i always try to introduce it to my assignments and my teacher can say that because i always try like uh, any way that i could uh, sneak in a little bit of theater it could be like in the theme or performing arts i i, I did yeah, so, and nowadays as well, like it, it's not something that I left behind, it's something that I have been carrying it with myself as well as fine arts. That's awesome, and congratulations for, for doing everything you're doing now, like, it's, it's just incredible to, to have the, the art sense and to be able to do all that, so has, Obviously, as time kind of moves on and, you know, your art can change through time for, for some people, has your specialization changed at all? And like, what kind of art do you specialize in now? Yeah, so that's a great question. Like uh, when I was studying uh, at Centennial, I did a lot of paintings. I did a lot of sculptures. And I think that was the base that led me to do these uh, images uh, that are translated in photography. So I do a lot of photography now. Um, I use my um, canvas with my paintings, with uh, non-representational paintings, which are um, commonly known as, as abstract. So there are no figures in my paintings, only color um, and composition and shapes. And I t take those paintings and I photograph them. I uh, use uh, natural lights and shadows, so I choose the best day and the clearest day of the week to do this work and I design the, uh, the shadows by using cutouts, by using found objects and by using what, what surrounds me, right? Even sometimes my hands as well um, and I take photographs. So I think my uh, evolution in art have developed to lead me to the path of photography as well. And um, you know, photography is um, also 
uh, visual art. So that's why I call myself a visual artist. And I have also um, the, uh, done a lot of video as well. Uh, we were talking before the interview about it. Um, video is something where I can sneak more into theater as well, because um, I really like to keep working in like um, like my thoughts and like how can I connect with the audience um, more than just um, my images as well. So uh, social media is also a big part of it. And I found that um, the connection that I have with people through video is different than through photography and through my paintings, through my installations. And those are all things that I like to keep exploring. Also, I mentioned installation, which is something that have developed um, after I graduated as well. Uh, my first installation was done uh, in the last year of my program. And since then, I have been looking for ways to keep doing installations because that's something that I really, really enjoy. And it's like um, giving the people who are looking at the artwork a stage where they can perform around my, my installation. So this is something like I really enjoy. And, you know, I, I never put aside anything. I always like to try different things because in my mind it's like, if you haven't done it, you don't know if you enjoy it or not. So that's something that I did a lot uh, throughout my two year program. I explored everything. Uh, the teachers gave me um, clay. I did like, I, I tried to push it as far as I could uh, or wires or uh, acrylic paint or oils in my house, like everything. I, I tried everything just to make sure what path I was sure that I wanted to follow. That's awesome. It's cool to see how much you like dive into other mediums as well and really kind of stretch your creativity. So like what, what inspires that creativity for you and how do you stay motivated to create? Yeah, that's a great question. I really like that question because every artist is different, right? Uh, like the things that sparkle my, my imagination is different than to another artist. And something that I really enjoy is writing. Um, I keep two journals, one where I write down everything, like uh, my process as an artist, like things that I really liked how uh, it ended up looking. I try to write like the steps so I can repeat it afterwards. I like writing things that um, like quotes that inspires me uh, to keep going. Um, I like to write like books that people recommend to me to read, um, like l those little things. Uh, I like to uh, keep record to that. And I have a second journal, which is like for my feelings and my thoughts of every single day. This one I keep, um, I do every single night after the day has ended. I uh, collect my thoughts and I put it into writing because that way I can like um, see everything in perspective and things that had happened to me could inspire new pieces or, or I can understand better where I'm coming from and where I want to go. And that's something that has really helped me. I have kept this journal since three years ago and I see the results and I will really advise everybody to keep journals because it's the best. And also, I like to say that uh, I don't sit around waiting for inspiration. That's something that I heard in an interview one day that uh, you really have to look for 
inspiration. Like if you wait around for a muse to come, maybe you will be waiting for a very long time. So um, I try to keep in, uh, like finding ways to get inspired. Um, I read a lot of books. I really enjoy fiction. And I have read so many beautiful stories and which have uh, later on I have seen how they have developed it into new pieces that I have done. Like very, very little things, but I understand that those things come from what I consume. So you really have to be careful of what you consume because you will really translate on what you do later. Also, um, you know, my art is based on nature. So it makes sense that walking in nature has a huge impact in, my, in what I do. I like walking and taking photographs of everything. I like to say before I start walking in nature to be present and to really see the little things, which is what um, I said, I, I say my, my shadows are based on seeing the little things in life. And uh, I take photographs of the things that um, are interesting to me. For example, little leaves of different colors or a little rock beside the beach, like something that really, like I, I see, um, I see it translating into a color on my painting or something like that. So those little things are what resets for me, like to like to like the things that push me to keep motivation and to inspire my creativity. Awesome. And like it's it, you talked a little bit about the the journals and keeping all these journals. That's some amazing advice for for anybody who who wants to like work through their creativity as well right and so how does that kind of go into your creative process can you take us through that a little bit and like it's kind of describe like when you first get your idea for a piece um all the way to the end product like what's that process like oh yes definitely um these journals have a huge impact in uh my pieces later um like sometimes i take things sometimes i just uh, save it for later but in terms of the process, um, like I wouldn't say that there is a beginning, middle and end. I see my pieces almost like a thread, like something woven, like something that comes one after another because it makes sense. Um, I can give you some examples. For example, uh, I did uh, this installation for the Nuit Blanche uh, last year um, called Memories. For this installation, I use different layers. I did a vinyl layer with uh, the flora surrounding uh, Danforth. I did another layer, which was um, the recycling part that they were asking for, which was one of the curtains for my other installation, Fear of Passion. And the last layer was a painting. And this painting comes from my uh, Sundown collection, which was a collection that I was releasing during that same period of time. And this collection was based on sunsets. So uh, when I see it, when I take a step back and I see it, it makes sense that uh, my installation took that inspiration from Sundown, from my other collection. And so that's uh, why I'm saying that there is no beginning, really, because everything is like a step further from m my previous work. Um, for example, also, 
I have been doing um, shadows for six years and I know that I can push it even further. So uh, there is not really a beginning, but something that everything uh, like connects every single project is the um, stage of research. I do a lot of research and res research meaning different things depending on the project. For example, it could be a research of the history behind um, a building where I'm going to be producing work based on the history. Research could be walking in nature, like uh, looking for inspiration for my new colors, for new pieces. Um, like those different things that can um, inspire my collection, those, that, that's what everything, um, like all these process are uh, have in common, like that research part. Also later I would do a little bit of um, sketches or I could do a proposal for uh, an art opportunity. I could do a, a color palette something that I really like the, to connect all the paintings or all the images. Um, later I would do, if I'm doing shadows, I would um, organize everything uh, beforehand, like all the things that I want to show in the shadows. Of course I leave a little bit of, um, like a, a little bit of a space of um, what uh, something can happen during the, that moment because I don't want to restrain the creativity, right? So I, I leave a little bit of a stretch for some, some things that could come up during while I'm taking the photograph. And later I like to write about it. Um, I think uh, I like to write at the end because I have a better understanding of the project. Um, basically because I really enjoy uh, for inspiration to strike in every in any given moment, so I leave the writing at the end, where I can like uh, do a conclusion of the project, and and I have like a um, more clear vision of what the project uh, is about, because uh, as I said, things can come up during the process, and at the end I would do if I'm doing a collection of. Uh, images uh, for shadows, I would do the promotion, the marketing material, the posting on the website. So really there is like, um, I like to say that artists have many titles because <laughs> you are the artist, but you are also the marketing person, the promo person, the reach out, like you are doing all those things, um, which I, I really enjoy. Like there is a lot of uh, administrative part to fine arts. Uh, but I, I really enjoy both process, the artistic and the administration one. Like uh, I've learned so many things uh, throughout the years that um, have made uh, things a little bit easier, but still there are some challenges, of course, and things that you have to learn. And it, there is really a, like a try and error on every single uh, launch that you do. And you learn from that and you make it a little bit better or a little bit easier for yourself on like uh, the next one, right? So yes, those are, uh, that's my process. At the end, it could be an exhibition, it could be a presentation, it could be a launch of a video. So depending on the project, will, it will look different. For sure, yeah. Is it is it more fun to work inside of the collections? Like to, to do shadows or to do one of your other collections, is it more, more fun for you or more 
creatively inspiring for you to do those rather than to do like a one-off piece? You know, uh, every single project has its charm. Like, um, I really enjoy the process of uh, shadows a lot because it, it will look different every single day. Like, uh, if I'm doing shadows during uh, summer, it's different than uh, if I'm waiting for the sun to come up in winter, <laughs> which is very challenging and very uh, depressing sometimes because I, sometimes I need to wait several weeks. Um, but for one-off projects, um, it's beautiful because it, it, it happens so quickly. Sometimes, uh, for example, for memories, for Nude Blanche, it happened in a period of, I say, a, a month or two months. And, uh, you know, the rush, the, the looking for the materials, the getting everything, the putting everything together, it, it's so beautiful as well. So I enjoy both, like in different ways. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, in different ways, I enjoy both pro uh, processes. Right. Do you have a favorite piece that you've ever made? Oh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, um, I really like many. Like I, I like many from shadows. Uh, I like light source, of course. Um, but what I can say is that I can share my favorite process that I have uh, done, yeah. So um, I'm going to talk about Fear of Passion, which was my first installation project, because it was a real challenge. Yeah, like I, I, I sit and I sit back and I don't know what I was thinking of. <laughs> like uh, this piece was for my last project for uh, Centennial for the program. It was um, for a final exhibition. And uh, it was inspired by those classes that we um, saw installations and we saw like these artists making installations in different parts of the world. And I was like, I saw myself, like, I, I want to do that, right? So I said to myself, it's now or never, never. So I, I don't know, like, I, I, it, it was like something that came to my mind. And I said, you know, for the final show, I'm going to do an installation. I had no idea what I was doing, but <laughs> I really enjoyed the discovery part of this journey. So my installation, Fear of Passion, was a structure uh, made from wood, from metal wire, um, hardware like screws, washers, and it measured five feet by nine feet tall. So it was a very ambitious project. I did the sketches. I uh, wrote everything behind the idea. So the idea was to represent my three passions, the theater, fine arts, and at that time I was doing ballet. So I wanted to represent those passions together as the journey of an artist. So uh, I wanted to do it very abstract. So the representation of that was a pyramid because of the three points. But uh, like it was a triangle, but a pyramid because I wanted for it to symbolize um, like a, a mountain that uh, it's like the representation of the journey of the artist, of uh, really like um, the challenge and the win at the end. Like 
but then my question was is a win the end or is a win the journey to it so that was the idea behind this structure so what i did was a wooden frame that hanged from the wall and then these wires coming from the bottom with little circles of uh, wood held by screws and washers from one side of the installation you could see color all the way around and when you walk behind it was black and white so it was a pyramid tilted on one side so you could see the bottom of the pyramid and the top of the pyramid as a symbology of uh, being at the bottom and being on the top but always like um, it's things that can change in any given time so for this installation I looked for grants because I had to um, do the budget as well and I knew that uh, for, in order for me to make this possible I had to look for grants thankfully I found a couple of grants uh, which made this project possible and it was great seeing it all coming together like learning about the tools, about putting things together I had a background of tools because um, Back in Venezuela, I used to uh, work with my dad in a telephone uh, company. So I, I knew how to handle like drills and um, screwdrivers, hammers, everything. Um, so that make it a little bit less challenging. But anyways, uh, things change during the process. And I learned from that, like things can change. Things uh, may not work as I imagined that it, they will. And um, at the end, when I was presenting my project, we didn't know if it was possible to hang it on the gallery. So after all these months, uh, it was a challenge, also the hanging part of it. At the end, we ended up calling a cherry picker to put it on the, on the gallery. Everything worked out. I had to buy a chains to, to make it possible to hang it from the ceiling. And, um, but you know what, at the end, seeing it hanged, seeing all this work paid off, it was all worth it. And if I had to do it again, I would do it definitely. It was long nights until like uh, midnight. I had to be working on that project. But uh, that project was uh, definitely the inspiration of many uh, projects that I did after that. So it was all worth it. It's, it's kind of a cool full circle moment too because you were talking about at the beginning about you know you loved working with your hands and with Play-Doh and now your, your final project that you did as a fine arts student um, is making this large sculpture, right? It's, it's a cool similarity in those two things. Exactly, yes, yes. And I, I think life is full of first full circle moments. And yeah, it made sense that uh, the end, the, my final project was going to be something like that. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're a graduate of the 2016 Fine Arts Studio program. What, what drew you to this program in particular? Yes. So um, what drew me to Fine Arts um, was really uh, the continuation of what I was doing in Venezuela. I wanted to find something that I could uh, add to the study that I was doing uh, in Venezuela, which was an arts degree uh, in the Universidad Central de Venezuela, which is a very known university in Venezuela. And I wanted to continue that journey. So uh, my dad was the one who suggested me to look into Centennial because he knew that there were some art programs. 
and I was looking at the curriculum of fine arts studio and I said this is exactly what I wanted to do like everything like painting sculpture like everything that I wanted to do hands-on that program had so it, it just made sense that uh, that was a program that I, I was going to do I um, was interviewed by the coordinator at that time David McClement he was very welcoming um, I really enjoyed talking with him in that initial uh, interview. He really um, made me feel like I belong, even if I had very little um, fine arts um, like um, experience. But I had um, I have done many projects uh, that I at that time I didn't realize it was fine art. <laughs> But he told me, like, yes, you have done this uh, book of artists, you have done watercolors, you ha like, I, I brought everything that I have done before, and he said, uh, this program is for you. Um, and then um, I got um, very excited to see um, the ramp of the campus, and that this might sound very silly, but back in Venezuela, in my university, I used to have a very similar ramp. So this ramp led to the classroom for the arts degree and this other ramp in Toronto, in Canada, in fine arts, in uh, Story Arts Center led to the rooms to fine arts. So those little things are the ones that made me feel like I was in the right path, right? Um, so then I got very involved with, um, like, uh, uh, with the college I, I did many things um, like uh, I did tutoring um, I was uh, part of the creation of the Latin American club in um, Centennial um, like, uh, um, like it was very nice to see this campus full of artists and to see all these potential uh, like uh, opportunities for collaboration which uh, led me to also do a little bit of acting in, with the film students, uh, which I really enjoyed. And they asked me to do also some uh, short films um, about like artists, about like how is the life of an artist and like drawing and things like that. So the college really was really um, a home since the very beginning, since I set foot in the campus. Yeah. What? What takeaways did you get um, that helped you into your career as an artist today? Yeah, so there are many because um, I was there for two years, but uh, the professors had a great impact in what I did later and what I'm doing right now. Like uh, after six years of graduation, I still hear my teacher's voices. Like I hear my teacher Neville, Carlo, David, telling me like all these uh, little uh, tips that are huge uh, nowadays for me. Like, um, for example, they told me um, like to see re rejection as part of the journey because as artists we are applying to many many uh, opportunities. Like uh, we want to be involved in many um, exhibitions and art projects, and sometimes we will we will receive re rejection. Like uh, we will receive uh, a letter saying you are not chosen to be part of this project. And sometimes 
um, that really hurts because you are putting yourself out there and you are trying and it's very um, it, it's very challenging right but my teachers used to tell me it's part of the journey and you have to be uh, to make amends with it like you really have to uh, see the, re the rejection as one step closer to a yes. So that's something that I keep reminding me, reminding myself, because um, I see re rejection now as a ratio. If you keep uh, applying for things and you keep getting re rejections, you are going to get a yes eventually. <laughs> so um, I remember David's telling us to keep those re rejection letters because sometimes they are hilarious like <laughs> so later you're going to laugh about it and later you're going to see why that journey didn't lead to that specific opportunity later you're going to see that if you had uh, gotten that opportunity maybe you have missed out of another opportunity that was even better so um, I try to see the positive side of it as well like, um, uh, as I said, one step closer to a yes. And also, I remember Neville telling us that um, our journey was not going to end at the um, graduation of our program. He told us, you are going to keep learning so much in the studio. And sometimes I'm painting in my studio and then I realize of something and I remember Neville telling me that. Like, yes, that's right. He, he was right. Like, um, so many things happen in the studio that um, push you to a direction that you haven't considered while you were studying. So you really have to be open. And also the last thing um, is that sometimes the industry can be very cold or very, very harsh. So I remember uh, David telling us to be kind because we are going to be the leaders of this industry after. So it's really, it's really important to be kind to others and to give, um, like, um, to give opportunities for other people who, were, who are trying as you were trying at the beginning. So that's something that um, it's, it really, I really like because they were so kind with us and that was a lesson that they wanted to show us, like, being kind can le lead to many amazing opportunities later. For sure. And those are just like really heartfelt things that you can, you can hold on for the rest of your life and, and hope to share those with people in the future. Right. So, I mean, kudos to, to them for, for imparting that onto you and hopefully you impart that onto other people. Yes. Yes. The, I, uh, I see fine arts as, um, a school of fine arts but also a school as humans and you know um, there are so many things that I learned in fine arts that uh, made me a better human being while I was studying um, everything like uh, painting and everything you really start seeing life a little bit different and uh, um, also being kind to yourself as well because those things about re rejection and everything uh, can teach you also to be kind and patient with yourself and your work that you are putting into. Yeah. Right. I wish I kept some of those rejection letters from way, way back when and 
because uh, they would probably help me now, but I know at the time they they stung a little bit. So I'm I'm kind of glad they're gone. <laughs> to be honest, I'm glad they're yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You you don't have to keep all of them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the ones you want. Yeah. So so something very exciting is you were selected among 25 artists for the RBC Emerging Artist Network. Uh, can you explain a little bit about that initial process of being selected and what you've done so far within their program? Yes, yes. This is very exciting opportunity. Um, this RBC Emerging Artist Network is um, brought with um, the Power Plant um, Gallery as well. And this is uh, something very special and unique. Um, back in June 2022, I saw this opportunity in Akimbo, which is a, a website where you, there are a lot of call for artists opportunities. And um, since I saw that opportunity, I said to myself, this is something that I would really enjoy. Like I would really want to do this because um, they will, um, the way that they put it out there was that they will help you um, with your career like uh, to give you um, like a, to make a network of artists who were in the same page and to lead this group of artists into different um, opportunities of networking for example um, portfolio reviews or feedbacks or talks with uh, the staff of um, uh, the power plant and things like that. So this was a very exciting opportunity. I applied. The application was very simple. It was um, to submit uh, a CV, um, some images of my artwork, and a letter saying why I wanted this opportunity. So in November, uh, I received, uh, I, I believe it was October or November, I received the acceptance. And I was over the moon because I was so excited to see these other artists who were going to be part of this program. Because um, something that is worth mentioning is that uh, the fine art path may be a little bit alone, like lonely, right? Because you are working in your studio, you don't have anybody to tell you. Like uh, uh, it's very different when you are studying because you have the teachers who can tell you like a little bit of feedback. But when you are in your own, it, sometimes it gets a little bit lonely if you are not sharing the studio with another artist or um, like the ways that you can connect is like in exhibitions or events like that. So this opportunity was great because I was going to meet other artists that were doing different things. Um, they were uh, um, like um, walking different paths. So this was great. Um, since November we have had uh, four sessions and during these four sessions we have talked with the curatorial staff at Powerplan, which has been amazing. It has been great learning from their own journeys as curators and how they work every day in like looking for artists, um, making sure that the next exhibition is the best is presented the best way possible and to seeing these transformations inside power plan has been great like to see in, um, translating from one uh, the transition from one exhibition to the other uh, how they change their walls and like everything to present the artwork the best way they can that has been great um, we have also toured the private collection um, from um, David Angelos, 
who is a major collector in Toronto and uh, we got the chance to visit his private collection and to see all the artwork that he has and uh, that was great. We, I also got um, feedback and in a portfolio review with um, the current um, artist in a power plant, uh, Brenda Darwin. So uh, she was um, doing a masterclass, which I attended, and at the end um, she asked everyone to share their portfolio and she did some feedback on the pieces of uh, all the artists. Uh, we visited MOCA um, for the uh, Thomas Demands ex exhibition. And later this month, uh, we're going to have a career uh, development workshop with uh, Simon Cole from Copper Cole Gallery. I'm very excited about that. And like that, there are many other things that we are going to be doing for the rest of the year. And I have the chance to uh, talk with the artists and to learn um, about their art practice. And it's great to see how each one of the, us does different things. Like uh, you, you can see like people doing photography, others doing um, paintings sculptures, uh, beautiful things and we have uh, also been like supporting one another as well um, by going to their exhibitions and that has been great. Yeah, it's great to have a community and to, um, uh, and to also see everything from another perspective. That has been a great opportunity for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's got to be really exciting and to just get to experience all this like how many people get to say that they get to be a part of this right so i'm you know that's so exciting for you yes it is it has been really great to uh to also meet uh the staff at power plant they all have been super nice um the director of power plant shared her story about how uh, she like all her journey and the curators as well they have been very open to us uh, and very open to questions and to support our careers which is uh, very very valuable and I, I'm very very happy with this opportunity yes that's amazing so you know your your career is kind of on this trajectory and you're you know you're, you're starting out and, and things are happening for you which is amazing do you have any advice for artists who want to follow a similar path as you? Yes, definitely. You know, um, I always say um, that, um, you know, this path, it's beautiful and it's challenging, but there are rewards to people who are patient. So really, you have to be patient um, and really work hard uh, because uh, when you work, um, it's like you are planting small seeds of, uh, like mustard seeds. Have you seen those? They are very, very tiny. So you are planting this very tiny seed every single day that you work. You are maybe in your studio, maybe you are doing social media, maybe you are building your website. But they are small seeds that you are planting that afterwards are going to grow like very large trees if you see those mustard trees they're huge like the trunk are is huge so it's really like that like um the there is there are no shortcuts 
because really it's uh, a matter of working uh, every single day, being con constant. That's my advice, to be constant and to really like um, try to enjoy the, the journey. Because if you are focusing on the on your like your goal, like at the end, like that's when I'm going to be happy. The journey you are not going to enjoy. And when you get there, you're going to be like, yeah, I got there. Now what? <laughs> so if you are really enjoying every single day, of course, there are going to be better days than others. Uh, like in, er, in any industry, I think. And uh, you know, art uh, is like any industry. You have heights, you have lows, but uh, it's all part of the process. So um, sometimes, of course, um, I am human. I get desperate sometimes of like, where, where, where is this all going and, and like that. But, you know, if you are patient with yourself and you are kind of like you are work, putting out there the best work possible, that's going to have a reward. Maybe you don't know which reward is going to be. Maybe it's life is going to surprise you. But um, you know what? Uh, like if you put the work, you're going to see um, something later. Like maybe life will take you to path that you have never considered before. But it's a path that uh, when you get there is the one that was meant for you. Right? So... My other advice is to be open of possibilities. Um, try different things. Maybe um, you really like painting, but um, maybe one day you try uh, sculpture and you realize that, yeah, you really enjoy painting, but maybe sculpture, it's something that you enjoy more. <laughs> so um, like life has this way of like surprising you in many, sometimes funny ways. <laughs> yeah so so yes so keep trying keep trying to have a positive mind positivity is very important um, sometimes when you are in your lowest it's very hard to see a light but um, you can try um, climbing your way up again and that is some wonderful, wonderful advice for, for people coming up. And I, I definitely hope they take that advice to get to that next level that, that you're at and can continue success. Yes. Um, yeah. So thank you very much, Sarah, for, for being on the podcast today. It was wonderful to chat and to learn everything there is to know about you almost. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully in the next couple of years, we can, we can recap and we can, we can talk again about all the, the cool things you're doing. Definitely, Pat. I, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, if you want to keep track of my uh, journey, you can follow me at um, Sarah VN Art. So that's Sarah with no H, V as in Victor, N as in Nancy Art, where I post um, all my th the things that I'm doing right now, all the n news, all the different things that ha happen in my career. And you can also visit my website. It's my full name, sarahvargasnesi.com where you can find all my uh, previous projects and my current projects as well. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Pat. I'm very glad to be part of this um, podcast and very looking forward to the future. <laughs>
Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing some incredible insight. Getting to know a little bit more about what leads up to an incredible piece of art is fascinating, and your advice to those who want to follow a similar path is so valuable. If you want to see some of Sarah's work, be sure to check her out on her Instagram at S-A-R-A-V-N-A-R-T. Until next time, I'm your host, Pat Quigley, and this is Storyteller In Depth. <laughs>